Guys, I'm bringing the party to you. Samsonite. I was way off. Hold on to your butts. Text, I'm not even mad. That's amazing. Great to have you on the Stephen Corson Show, where we like to talk about money, life, and everything else. This show is all about revamping how you think about money and how to use it to live the life that you want. I'm excited you made this show part of your financial journey. So let's get to it. Welcome to the Stephen Corson Show, everybody. And we are going to just jump right into this one. Um, we're going to talk about the stimulus bill that is about to get past $1.9 trillion. Okay. When we talk about the word trillion, we normally uh, are referring to something like stars or universes that are uh, light years away from us. That's normally where trillion tends to come into play, maybe at the highest level of like global GDP and economics. We're using the term trillion, um, maybe talking about like cells in your body, something like that. Trillion is a very tough number for us to kind of wrap our brains around functionally. I mean, billions hard enough as it is. Um, so what I'm, I did is I wanted to create an example. Um, and basically, I just took out a whole bunch of zeros. So the numbers are the same. So I say 1.9 trillion. Well, guess what? I reduced that to 190,000. I think for the most part, all of us can comprehend what $190,000 feels like. That's kind of like a, you know, a starter home. And then um, broke it down from there. So when you hear me refer to that number, 190,000, uh, just know that's what I mean by the 1.9 trillion. And then all the numbers will be comparable. Um, but I'll give it to you in billions too. Um, the questions that I would have for you on this podcast is, do you care whether or not your taxes go up? Um, do you care if the cost of everything in your life increases, aka inflation, right? For those of you who don't really know what inflation is, or I'm, maybe you've heard the word, but you don't get it. Whenever you listen to your grandparents talk about the fact that they bought their first house for like $5,000, and you're like, well, that's crazy, because nowadays the average home is like over $200,000 in the United States. That is inflation. It is the natural price uh, or, or, or the natural as mo more money comes into the system, the money becomes devalued. Therefore, things cost more. But technically, the idea is that your purchasing power is the same. And we're going to talk about that um, probably next week when we cover the $15 minimum wage uh, across the nation, whether or not that's a good idea in the arguments for and against it. Um, but purchasing power is what matters and inflation affects that. So we want to keep inflation down and relatively stable things will in the 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 system that we're in things will always go up a little bit and that's fine we adjust for that um by you know adjusting how much people's incomes are usually but what you don't want is something like venezuela who you know was doing just fine had the new regime come in there and now they're they're literally their paper money is worth less than toilet paper because um, toilet paper actually has a use. Their money has gone up to the point where nobody will accept it on the global market. It's completely worthless. So this is why inflation is really important. It will affect everything you pay for from that candy bar at the store to you know milk and eggs at the the grocery store all the way to the car or the house you want to buy. Inflation makes everything more expensive. So that's why we want to keep it down. When you print money like this, this $1.9 trillion is not coming out of anywhere. We are printing new money in order to put this out into the economy so people can go spend it. 
when you accelerate that, and after we already did the other stimulus bill, when you accelerate how much money you are putting into the system, you very much run the risk of accelerating how quickly that inflation goes up. So normally that takes a little bit of time. It's not an instantaneous thing. But as that money starts getting out there in circulation, normally what that means is all of a sudden things start jumping in price a lot. That's a very simplified way to put it. It's a complicated thing, but you get the general idea. The general idea of it is not complicated. So we want to keep things in check by doing bills like this. We need good reasons for it. And I just went through this thing and I don't think you guys are going to read the 5,000 pages in this. I didn't even read the 5,000 pages, but I read tens of pages, which is still what more of you are going more than you are going to read. Uh, Most of you won't make it past the headline just figuring out whether or not I'm getting my $2,000 check or not. Guess what? You're not getting your $2,000 check. Spoiler alert. Um, Let's get into this. Okay. So one of my primary issues is that I am on the side of the people specifically the people that are hurting. In this situation with this stimulus bill, when I say I'm on the side of the people, I'm not even on like my side or anybody I work with. I don't need this money. I was fortunate enough to keep my job during this time. Most of the people I work with uh, in the sector I work with were fortunate enough to keep their jobs at this uh, kind of time. We do not need stimulus checks. Uh, Let me repeat that again. We do not need stimulus checks. Are things going great? No. Have I been able, you know, I've definitely been impacted financially by this um, by a significant amount, but have I been able to pay my bills? Am I able to still put food on the table? Am I still able to keep my home and I don't have the bank coming after me? Yes, I've been able to do all that. Therefore, I don't need the money, right? Like if if you give me $1,400 right now, all I'm going to do is go invest it. I, I, I don't need that money because I know it's gonna, they're gonna make up for it in taxes later. So when I say I'm on the side of the people on this one, I'm on the side of the people that need it, the side of the people who got laid off, the side of the people who are banned from even going to work because of where they live and that you know particular mayor or governor has your state or city shut down. And you can't go to work even if you want to. Um, the people whose industries have been largely affected and they haven't been able to get back to work because they're still furloughed or got laid off early. Those are the people whose side I'm on. Okay. My, I have a general belief that we should not be bailing out companies. We should be bailing out people. So if a company has to let all of their labor force go for a certain period of time, instead of paying that company and trusting them to pay the wages of the people, and not to have to lay them off, which we saw didn't happen. Many companies, they took the money on the first stimulus bill, and then they kept those people around for a few months, but then they still had to lay a whole bunch of them off when that money from the stimulus bill ran out. Well, instead of doing that, let the companies fire everybody, give the people who got laid off the money directly. And instead of these piddly little 600 and 1200 and you know now $1,400 payments. Instead of that, give them $10,000, $20,000, $30,000. We could do that. I'm not just pulling that number out of my ass. We could literally, we could do more than that if we got really specific with it, but our distribution model is kind of messed up on how we'd actually figure out who those people are. So I digress. I'll get to that point in a second. But my point is give those people the money and then when those industries start to reopen, they can just rehire those people and then we'll start up again like nothing ever happened. You get what I'm saying? So 
that's the direction I would go. Um, I love Mr. Wonderful on Shark Tank. Uh, me and him are tracking with this. He is totally against bailing out the companies, the airlines, all this. Give the money to the people directly. Stop giving it to these corporations who are just going to find ways to stock this away, use it to their advantage. And when the little guy isn't you know, working out anymore and the money runs out for them, they're gone out on their ass anyway. So that's the fundamental angle that I'm coming from with all of this. So now that being said, what the heck is in this $1.9 trillion stimulus bill? I can't even get to it all, but I'm going to get to the, the some of the key hits here. Okay. So out of this entire mess, we're sacrificing again, future inflation that will affect us and our children. Okay. Out of all of this. Now pretend the number was just $190,000 to spend on COVID. If it was $190,000 that we had to spend on COVID, then in this bill, the best that I've been able to tell, spending my late night when I could be doing a lot of other things, going through this thing and preparing for this, going through the line items that I can find without having to read the entire 500 or 5,000 page bill, I've just been going through summaries from multiple independent sources. Okay, this is coming from multiple places. So, the best I can find is that $66,100 out of the $190,000 is going directly to either bailing out individuals, helping our healthcare systems, funding the vaccine effort, and funding agriculture to keep food on the tables. Those are all honorable, good things that we should be paying for. So what is the other $130,000 going to? That's not, that's not even a third. That's barely a third of this entire thing is going directly to those four things, bailing out individuals, helping the healthcare systems, funding the vaccine effort, and funding agriculture to keep food on the tables. So let's get into it. Okay, so line item number one. This is one that does go directly to it. <clears throat> but I want to comment on it because I have an issue. So the individual mandate is $1,400 for individuals making less than $75,000 annually. It phases out people with higher incomes. Okay, makes sense. Married couples can get up to $2,800 if they have a combined income of less than $150,000. Okay, so get that. That's where you're at. So if you are in that category, you should be seeing a check come if they end up passing this thing, which they're expected to any day now. Here is the problem <clears throat> with that. The problem, not that it, you know, so many people care, is that Biden and Harris promised two thousand dollars checks. They promised it. It was a staple of their campaign. They drove it down. They shoved it down everybody's throats, and they used it to get elected. And guess what? When it comes down to one of the things that will help directly some of the most. Um, vulnerable populations right now, people that have been laid off, they can't even squeeze out another $600. Again, remember, in this bill, $66,000 of that $190,000 is going directly to that effort. So what's all this other money going towards? Couldn't we have used some of that other, you know, hundred and whatever thousand dollars to go directly to the people? Well, let's find out. Let's see what all that other money is going for. I mean, if you took out the majority of the pork, pork is what they call uh, things that don't tie directly to the effort of whatever the bill is. If you took out a lot of this, you could legitimately pay people up to $40,000, sometimes more 
it for the ones who were directly impacted the most. I mean, it's 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 crazy to me that we're only sitting here after doing virtually nothing. I mean, we've we've essentially given individuals who have been impacted the most uh, less than thirty five hundred dollars. Uh, if they were married, okay, maybe got forty five hundred dollars over the course of a year. What are you going to pay for that? Forty five hundred dollars isn't going to do anything for you for a year. So that's that's my first problem. I hate and, and I know it's part of the game. I know people just say whatever they want to on both sides. This is not just a Biden Harris thing. This is Republicans. It doesn't matter. I just hate the empty promises that end up screwing over the American people. I'm fine if you want to lie and, and, and make promises that you're not going to keep, you know, around other things. But when it comes to something like this, that's that important for people to stay in their homes, for people to be able to feed their their families. I have a huge issue with that. So get them the $2,000. Come on, Joe, do better. Um, but anyway, sorry, you're not getting 2000 looks like 1400. Second problem that I have with this one, why are we bailing out millions of people again like me who have now you know have their jobs remotely still now i'm not going to get this check uh me and my wife we earn more than the extended amount again but i know lots of people that are sitting in my shoes they're fine they don't need the money so why are they getting bailed out they don't need it i've i've had multiple conversations with my friends that will qualify for this and they're already asking me what stocks they should be buying with this that's not what this is for so this is to help the most vulnerable everything else everybody else is going to get this and go buy stuff and stimulate the economy the economy doesn't need to be stimulated we're already going to see roaring growth coming back they're talking eight to nine percent GDP. That's like triple what's usual. So it's going to be crazy. We don't need all this extra money. We're going to pay for it in the long term, literally. So that's it. The estimated cost of this, this part only takes up the main part only takes up 422 billion of the entire 1.9 trillion dollar bill. So that's that's uh, forty two thousand dollars out of that hundred ninety thousand dollars is going directly to the stimulus paychecks. That's it. It's less. It's it's like one fifth of this bill is going to that. So there you go. That's it. That's the big part. Okay, I'm gonna get through the rest of these kind of quick. Um, you know, but I, I just want to make sure that everybody's aware of them. This is one uh, I really don't have a problem with. This one. It's expanding the child tax credit, child care tax credit, and earned income tax credit for one more year. So this raises the $2,000 uh, child tax credit to 3000 and sets a credit for $3,600 for children under the age of six. Um, this is great. This is actually one of the good things that they did, in my opinion, because it's extremely targeted to people that need it. People that with kids, they have more expenses, right? Um, this at childcare has been a huge issue and prices have skyrocketed, um, because a lot of places had to close. So, so this is, this is a, a good way to do this. And it's $143 billion in the bill to extend this for a year. Again, putting that into perspective, you're talking about less than uh, 10%. We're probably looking at 7% of this bill right there. Okay, line item three, provide grants to multi-employer pension plans and change single employer pension funding rules. Um, my problem with this is that I don't, I don't, I'll be honest, I don't know enough about this to understand what they're trying to do. I haven't read about that. All I know is this. This does this is about pension plans. This does not directly contribute 
This is about funding the pensions. This is not paying people their pensions. So this does not directly apply, as far as I can tell, to the the top four things: helping the people that have been impacted, helping the people, uh, you know, who are you know the medical community, everybody who's getting the um, uh, the vaccine out, uh, funding medical workers, and getting keeping food on the table. It doesn't contribute to any of that. So, so why is this in here? It's $58 billion. Like this just seems like it just has special interest written all over me. I just feel like it shouldn't be included in here. Um, yeah, $58 billion. There you go. That could be going directly to people's payments, but that's not what we're using it for. Next one, repeal rule allowing, I, I, I hate this one, repeal rule allowing multinational corporations to calculate their interest expenses, including foreign subsidiaries. Okay. This has, this is about closing loopholes for large corporations. That's, that's all that this is. This has nothing to do. The cost, the cost of this is minus $22 billion, by the way. That's how you know that it doesn't have anything to do with anything. This is, this is literally to get tax money back into the system. I guess it's good. We're going to need it to pay for this damn thing. Um, but I just, I, it doesn't need to be included in here. It's taken so long to get this stimulus bill through to the American people, to those vulnerable, to those who need it. And it's crap like this that ends up getting argued over, uh, people going back and forth on this, and it just slows the process down. This is why I hate the way the government is set up, uh, allowing this kind of just pointless pork um, to, to slow down the process. And it, like I said, the only people who end up getting screwed here at the end of the day uh, is the little guys um, and the little ladies out there. All right, moving on, line item five. Um, it's just frustrating. $500 million for museums and Native American language preservation. Five, five, $500 Okay. I don't have a problem. I love museums. Um, I don't have a problem with Native American language preservation. The issue that I just have is why is this in this bill? Again, every single line item that goes in here has lobbyists and lawyers and politicians from different states, um, you know, at all different levels of the government that are arguing and trying to squeeze their stuff in here. There are so many people who are trying to get their interest in these things, and it slows down the process. Meanwhile, on the ground level, people can't pay rent. People can't buy groceries. People aren't allowed to go to work. Even if they wanted to go to work, they aren't allowed to go to work. There's literally gym owners in New York City who opened up against the law, were taken to jail, and eventually had to go back and sue the state. They won, by the way, um, but because they refused to shut down. All the while, the governor of New York is going to a gym. And when pressed for why he was allowed to go to a gym, but all the other ones had to shut down, he just said, well, I knew the, you know, it's very stressful having the job that I have. And, you know, I, I need to be able to work out in order to stay healthy, to manage all this. And, and I know the, the, the safety concerns, you know, that, that my gym took into play. Like, like the hypocrisy is just ridiculous. It kills me. We are hurting the people who are putting their, their blood, sweat, and tears into businesses. Um, we are hurting the people who would love to go to work, but aren't able to, those are the people 
who aren't able to do the things that they need to do because the government has told them they can. And meanwhile, we're sitting here arguing over $500 million for museums, Native American language preservation. That can be taken care of at a different time. It does not need to go into this bill. Estimated cost, $500 million for that. Okay, I'm just going to breeze through these because this is exhausting. Um, uh, my favorite one in all this is, uh, you know, they, they're uh, there. So fund vaccine and distribution supply chains is an extra $16 billion. I did include that in the calculation. Uh, increase Medicaid payments for prisoners close to release pregnant for five years, 5 billion. I don't really see that being important for the case of this, but yes, it's something that needs to be taken care of. Maybe it has ties to COVID, um, which is why they're doing this. If they're talking about female pr uh, prisoners that are pregnant. Uh, but again, I just feel like that could be something different. Increasing the funding for the disaster relief fund related to COVID, COVID, 47 billion. I did include that. Grants to transit agencies, you know, airlines, rail, 28 billion dollars. Buses. Uh, I thought we were trying to prohibit and limit travel right now. Why are we giving them grants? I I, I don't really understand that. Again, let them lay off people and then just give all that money directly to the people that got laid off. I don't understand why the, I understand those industries have been impacted. They're a critical part of infrastructure and getting things back up and moving again, you know, as the vaccine and herd immunity continues to move forward. But I don't understand why we can't just give that money to the people. Why, why is that going to those um, grants to airports and aviation manufacturers? Aviation manufacturers are private companies like Boeing. Like, why are we bailing out Boeing? Uh, Eleven billion dollars for that. Like, I don't, I don't understand that. Um, Amtrak and other transportation-related spending, another two billion to them. Again, what are we doing for trains? Like, okay, maybe we're we have to continue to haul um, materials. But again, to me, that was an essential business. We were already paying for that stuff. Uh, they're still making money as far as I've heard. I don't understand why they need an extra $2 billion. And also, I read that Amtrak, by the way, still has a billion dollars left over from a previous um, bill that was passed for them that they haven't spent yet. So they have like a billion dollars to spend that they, they haven't even done yet. So they're getting another billion? Like, I, I just don't understand it. And then this is my favorite one. So part of the rail project, because again, you got to really look into this. I had to find this one. In that $2 billion, that includes a $100 million funding for an underground rail project in where? Silicon Valley, the richest county, the richest area in the entire freaking world. Why are we including money? a hundred million dollars for an underground rail project in Silicon Valley. Everybody's leaving Silicon Valley. They're working remotely. <laughs> That's like, like, I'm sorry, traffic's so bad for you that we're going to literally take money that we could be using to feed people. Um, but we're going to get all these rich Silicon Valleyites. Um, you know, we're, we're going to try to make traffic a little bit easier for you. It's bullshit. Pardon my French. Um, yeah, so that's that's the stuff that's in this bill. This is why I have problems with large carte blanche, you know, just just go into a helicopter and throw out a ton of money and see what happens. This hurts us all in the long run. And what are we going to get for it? What are we going to sh show for it? Well, if you go to Silicon Valley, they're going to have a really nice um, 
a new train that you can take to work. <sighs> yeah, small business, agriculture, veteran affairs, line items, all that, 33 billion. Um, at least that's going to some good stuff. Uh, but that goes, like I said, into my calculation. There's more, there's a, there's a lot more in there, but, but like I said, out of everything I just read to you, um, I, I, those are, those are the big, uh, the big hitters, I guess you could say on the light items, $66 billion, um, or, or I'm sorry, $660 billion. So like I said, putting it back into my number, $190,000 to fix COVID, we're spending 66,000 of it on helping people directly, whether that's putting food on the table, whether that's giving you money in order to pay your bills, uh, anything. So, um, yeah, it's frustrating. I'm frustrated with it. I'm frustrated with the politicians. I've said it in other podcasts. We did not learn that there's, it is estimated. I looked this up off the first stimulus bill. Um, we tried, we did what we could. I don't have a problem. Um, you know, it, like, I mean, there were issues with the first one. Uh, uh, don't get me wrong. I, I had issues with that one too, but we didn't know what we really needed at that point in time. Uh, so it is what it is. My problem this time is that we aren't learning from our mistakes. It is estimated that 40% of the initial stimulus bill either went into corporate profits or it was wasted and did not meet its intended goal. AKA it just got caught up in red tape. 40%. So, and, and again, we're all going to pay for this. You and me, your neighbors, your kids, we're, we're going to be the ones that pay for this stuff. It's going to come back in taxes. It's going to come back in inflation. Um, you know, so it, who, who's the one that's really helps. Uh, so anyway, I hope, um, you know, I, I, I hope everybody's doing well. I hope they get the $1,400 was supposed to be $2,000 checks to you uh, quickly. Um, be on the lookout for those. Be safe. Have a plan. Um, you know, if you're able to um, go out and uh, do something nice for somebody, please go do so. Uh, if you are in a position to where you've been, you know, um, you know, blessed enough to be able to keep your job, um, please be sure to spend money with some of your local businesses. Um, you know, don't don't hoard it unless you absolutely need it. Uh, let's do our part. Let's take care of our neighbors. Let's take care of each other. Hope that helps. Talk to y'all later. I hope you enjoyed this episode and had a good time. If you'd like to support this podcast and our broader efforts with everything money to bring quality financial entertainment and education to the masses, then please just take five seconds to go give us a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts or vote for us on Spotify. You can also check out our Patreon page for more behind the scenes and go to www.everything.money for more problem-solving and life-changing information. And most of all, thanks for listening.